Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tusken Gen Media Hour podcast, where we discover and rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space. With me, as always, is Peter Nancy. How are you, Peter? I'm good. I am a little s- still tired. <laughs> you gotta I'm bring good. it up. I, no, yeah, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, not happy. I got that the tears. Is, not happy that this is our, 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 our last episode for this series um but yeah we'll we'll we'll, 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 get, we'll get to the to the tears of later when it's just five minutes of all three of us just crying and sobbing uncontrollably goddamn right be like the end of up but worse and with me as well is sarah becker how are you sarah i might cry i'm not ready <laughs> it's already starting i know it's already starting we haven't even got the best guest star, Sarah. We got a long way to go. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, as you can tell, for somber mode, this is our final episode. We are going to be doing a wrap up of season seven, like we always do, and then a uh, quickish wrap up of the entire series and our final thoughts on the show as we end. But before we do that, I just want to make a bit of housekeeping. Uh, as I said, this will be the last episode of this show. Uh, this will also probably be the last episode, second to last episode you'll probably see on this feed, but the last you'll see for a while because we have decided we are going to make another show that said we have not decided on what yet. It's probably going to be another watch-along series. We seem to like that format. Uh, we've tossed around Buffy we've tossed around doing every Battlestar Galactica show, uh, Star Trek Voyager uh, there's lots of options of long running nerdy ass shows, Sarah's watching Stargate um, so there's a lot of uh, possible choices we'll go with uh, the thing is though we will be taking a couple months break yes. uh, in between these shows because we need some time, our lives have gotten very busy and uh, more importantly, we caught up to our backlog right at the end, and that was nerve-wracking. Yes. <laughs> not like it. Nope, particularly when I like – I mean, we all were busy, but I'm finishing up a documentary right now, and I partially was like, can we wait a bit? But no, we had finished, so we finished. But uh, mm-hmm. um, we were all very busy, and so we'll probably record a show and do what we did last time and record a whole season before we even air, so we have lots of lots of time to, to give it out to you guys. But – I would ask that you, if you're subscribed to this on your podcatcher of choice, to stay subscribed to it. I'll post the first episode of the next show, and I'll give all the information on what that show will be called and where you can find it and all that jazz from there. So if you like us and you want to follow us, and we're lovely people, you should follow us to the ends of the earth. That's what I demand of you. Um, no, I just made it a podcast every week. Uh, if you like us and want to follow us on our next journey through some nerdy shit, uh, I'll post all the information on here as well as the first episode on our own channel. So, yeah, just be sure to key, stay subscribed, even if we won't update uh, for a little while. Uh, there will be one final update, and then you know, do whatever you wish from there. All right, so let's go to Season 7 Wrap-Up. So, as always, we start with, how'd you feel about the season overall, Sarah? It was not my favorite season, but it was pretty good overall. Um, there's several good action sequences in in this season, not only in the finale, but also in uh, 
siege of AR-558, different kind of action, but still well executed. Um, lots of important political things as well, and lots of good plot development. Uh, all of that said, I was really bothered with almost every aspect of Ezra's plotline. <laughs> From her relationship with Worf to her relationship with Julian to that really shitty yeah. episode with her family. I just... Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if she was... If they hadn't played her up as much, it wouldn't have been as big a deal. It's just like, oh, okay, well, there's this one character I just don't like, but she's not here too much, whatever. But they they made such an effort to make up for her not being there for the first six seasons of the show that... It almost felt like they were trying to make her the main character of Deep Space Nine for a while, and I really hated that. Yeah. So um, that that takes a couple of points off of my rating for this season. But everything else other than Esri and Vic continuing to creep me out was great. <laughs> I take it back. I liked the episode The Mirror Universe where Kira and Esri kiss. That was the only well, part I enjoyed of Esri's plotline, and it's not even real Esri, it's mirror Esri. But that yeah, fulfilled that's, 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 a couple uh, of fantasies of mine. That's just because you liked a leather-clad Dax lesbian. It would have been Dax better lesbian. if it was Terry Farrell, but no. I agree. I agree. Well, we already had... We already saw Jed Z. I know, a... but I always wanted Dax and Kira together, and it happened, just not quite in the way I wanted. <laughs> there it's is a close. Photoshop where someone replaced Ezri with. Uh, yes, with I have Jed seen. It's so very good Photoshop. <laughs> I recommend. Yes. <laughs> 10 All out right. of 10 would view How it. How about then. you, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel about this? this uh, sorry. Uh, I, oh god my brain is broken how'd you feel about this season Jesus uh, Christ. I, I think our distaste for Esri is, is going to be like a theme for all three of us so I won't even bring uh -huh. her um, but besides that besides her I agree with, uh, with Sarah not, uh, not my favorite but not my favorite season but I, but I really I, 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 I still really enjoyed how they brought so much of what has made this show great in, in, into 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 the into season seven and like and seeing or it's, it's like okay it's like, it's like we've, we've we've had a show where, where there's been like political intrigue where there, where there where where where, there, where there's a war there's religious and spiritual stuff and it's and and, it, and the, it's like the show writers were like okay let's take all of that and how our characters have grown and show and show how they're handling things now with 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 a with a war raging around them and that that I, th I think i think that was really cool to see like how to, to see how these people how these people both uh as characters but 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 then but then, but then also as actors and actresses how, how how they how they've grown with this show yeah so uh i guess put the third member of the uh we don't like esri fan club yeah, <laughs> down yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she actually wasn't the. It may just be a thing that it took us a while to watch this season over. It did several weeks, several months. Yeah. So I feel like if I watched it in a row in a binge format, I'd probably be more annoyed with Esri. She was definitely a problem, and I totally agree with Sarah that like it felt like she was turning into the main character. It's very astute. 
that she got like nine episodes in a row it felt like <laughs> uh it's very similar to what they did with Worf in season four oh yeah. Worf, it was like it's Worf. Worf is uh, a big part of the Star Trek universe. Yeah, it made more so sense because he's him lots of already there. Yeah, yeah. And we already knew, they already knew that Ezri was only going to be in one season. So it didn't get, like you said, constantly trying to give her character depth. Particularly when she had nothing to do in the finale. Did not <laughs> matter at all. So it just made it even more useless in a lot of ways. I think my bigger problem with the season is that there's just too many filler episodes. I think part of that is Ezri, for sure. There's the mm-hmm. murder episode, or family yeah, episode, yeah. and like all kinds of episodes that did not matter whatsoever. And that, but there's also like we're gonna rob a hollow suite mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> we're gonna do a baseball game, which at least that one was more fun. But mm-hmm. I mean, still, this is the final season. This is uh this is the end of the war. I I, I, I was disappointed that we were, felt like we were going back to like season two. I absolutely agree. Sometimes of just like yep. what do we do with the show? And it's like I felt like they had a lot of ideas how to end the show, and they had no ideas how to get there. Sometimes, and it mm-hmm. felt very maybe they put some of their best ideas in season six. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, I think the show peaked at season six. Um, this often happens. And. Yeah, it's the same problem with Battlestar Galactica later, well, at mm-hmm. least for me. And it's a very similar way in that, like, season four of Battlestar Galactica has way too many filler episodes for me, and it kind of meanders. And some people like the finale, and some people don't, but I like it okay. I think I have more, I have more problems with that than the DS9 finale. I like that overall. But it's a similar way of, like, it just felt like a lot of dog paddling to the finale and then just kind of ended. Uh, but this one is a little better and then that. 10 episode arc is quite interesting and there's lots of things to love about it but again just that filler the filler just kind of killed mm-hmm. me on this one this is when i wish they just had like a 13 episode season like mm-hmm. that would have been amazing because they could have and just did plot like that would have been awesome mm-hmm. or I, I might even go so far as to say that you know with Considering all of the filler episodes throughout the entire show, it might have even there. There's no way that they could have, you know, planned for this necessarily. But the show might have been better served, like in hindsight, if you just get rid of a season's worth of filler episodes from spread out from all the seasons and just make it a six season show with a few fillers, but more contiguous plot. Yeah. yeah, but I I, at the make... same time, I recognize that that would make it a very intense show. Not that there aren't very intense shows like that out there, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. On on the other hand of my argument, perhaps Deep Space Nine shouldn't be one of those all intense all the time shows. We need some I understand happy that. things. I understand that. I just feel like. You could have that sporadically in the episodes or like like the Alamo stuff was great, right? Yes. Like we're still having serious stuff. But that's we're that's not like a full episode thing. devoted to the Alamo. It'll be like two minutes of an episode. And it's great. It's perfect. Right. And to me, I think that works better than, than having whole whole episodes where mm-hmm. we're just in the hollow suite when we should be worried about the oncoming Dominion invasion. Mm-hmm. That being that's said, me, um, it's, like, it's not working. I um 
I wouldn't call it the best episode of the season. It's not the best episode of the season by a long shot, but my favorite episode of the season was the baseball episode. <laughs> Just well, we'll in get terms there. of like, so, let's go to you first, enjoyment. Peter. What is your uh, what is your best episode of the season? Uh, I would I would say my uh, for me the best episode was uh, Inter Arma Enem Silent Legus. Uh, in times of war, the law is silent. Be- like it, it was it was inter- it was interesting going going back through the episodes of the season and 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 like and kind of revisiting this one. I I, f- I forgot how good it is. Like how 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 like in the midst of everything that was going on with the with the dominion war they were like they were like what's another angle what what what's 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 another angle that, that that we can add to all of this and they were like let's do basically espionage let, let let's let, let let's see, let's see let's see how that legitimately factors into this entire this this, this entire super complex game of chess um, and, and like and like with 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 Bashir with Bashir being involved because because Sloan because Sloan is back and then and then trying and then trying to like make sure that the Romulans stay on the side stay on the side of the Federation instead of going to Domin- instead of going to the Dominion or whatever and it I it's it's this isn't that that's an interesting episode to go back to and and and, and rewatch because because it's it's re- it's really cool how how they, how they made it work it's it's kind it's kind of it's kind of like this season's in in the pale moonlight for me personally mm. yeah i i totally agree my my number one is also you said it so i have to say it inter arma in them silent legacy uh i certainly did like the 10 episode arc but it's hard to like pick one episode from right. that uh the finale is good it's probably the closest i could probably think of or maybe that episode where uh, Gaur- Gauron is killed, and someone else. Oh, the Cardassians revolt. Like, because that was like all about changing power and changing the course of the war, and that was really interesting as well. I think that was tacking into the wind, um, but it still all kind of blends together and is one kind of cohesive whole thing. So I can't really pick one from that. It's like picking your favorite Game of Thrones episode that isn't like a battle episode because they're all like it's a whole bunch of plots happening at once <laughs> and it's sort of interesting that that end of that series and is very much what tv has now become which is those like it, there's not so much individual episodes anymore there's just plot lines that go on and on and right, right, right. go through multiple episodes and maybe once in a while you'll stop to have one singular thing like in game of thrones but mostly it's you know it's what the wire did and it's it's what sopranos did and things like that well sopranos is a little more episodic but um so that was certainly interesting because it's sort of it's Star Trek doing what television will do in in ten twenty years, which is really exciting. But in terms of individual episodes, it was this one because I love my moral gray areas. It was like I said, a very uh, John Le Carre story of spies and espionage, and at the end, nobody wins and everyone's sad, uh, which is the majesty of John Le Carre. Uh, don't go in for James Bond thrills. Go in to be sad and uh, depressed at everything. Uh, and that's what I really appreciated watching Bashir try and fail is always very interesting to me. He's uh, he reminds me of Jim from The Office. Uh, Jim from The Office mm. uh, bothers me in the first few seasons because he's always perfect, <laughs> and then the show starts realizing that Jim should fail, and when Jim starts failing, he becomes a lot more of an interesting character in The Office. And mm-hmm. uh, a similar thing with Bashir. Bashir kept winning, and it was really annoying. Uh, and then we got a good explanation for why he won because he's a genetically perfect person. So I kind of like that. It's like almost a, a meta reading on a uh, perfect protagonist. Um, but then 
he starts failing and stuff and this is a good episode where he does not succeed the sloan totally wins and gets one over on him which is partially why sloan's defeat is a little anticlimactic as we said because it's like how did he get so caught so easily um and and i really just enjoyed that sort of moral gray area and it's also something that i think about with like why is it that the marvel movies are always good until the final villain fight and it's because the middle of a story is always the most interesting that's mm-hmm. why some people prefer two towers as the best lord of the rings movie because when your heroes are at their lowest it's often at their most fascinating Right. And while there's catharsis and victory, there's also simplicity often. And it's very tough to get to a, a good finale without some level of simplicity. We're seeing that now with Game of Thrones. I think a lot of people would agree that the first four or five seasons of Game of Thrones are far superior to where we're at now. Now mm-hmm. the show's gotten more epic and more exciting and more, uh, you know, blockbustery but because of that it also feels a little more shallow in a lot of ways and the show in a similar way like the finale feels a little more shallow to me in the inner arnum silent legacy because that's more dealing with those deeper themes where the finale is just like yay we win <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and and as we said some of those those victories are a little shallow and stuff so that's where why that is my favorite even if i do enjoy that catharsis and it's like that deeper stuff from deep space nine more and that was the last episode that really did that before we just get into our fun uh if not as thematically deep finale so what do you th- what's your favorite sarah sell us on on hollow sweet baseball all right well on from a, a pure enjoyment standpoint take me out to the hollow sweet is definitely my favorite this is largely colored by the fact that katie and i go to rangers games a lot we love going to baseball games she showed me her favorite episode of The X-Files a little while before I watched Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. And I've forgotten the name of that one, but it is the one where Jesse L. Martin plays an alien pretending to be a human on a baseball team because he just loves baseball and he loves humanity. And that's Katie's favorite episode. So when I watched Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite, I of course thought of that episode of The X-Files. The team he's on is the Roswell Grays, by the way, of course. Um, My God. (laughs) There's, so it's called The Unnatural, which is already great. What a great title. Yes. And there's, there's a lot of shots of the alien in a baseball hat Yep. And it is something. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, oh my. All right. <laughs> Continue. But yes, now um, whenever we've only been able to go to a couple of games because it's we've both been busy and it's also been too fucking hot to go to a baseball game here in Texas. Um, but anytime we go, or at least one of us goes, we always, you know, without fail, there's at least one outcry of death to the opposition. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so yes that's that's a that holds a special place in my heart especially because of katie now but in terms of episodes that were actually good um it was i i, I don't know if i've even really picked one there are several that i like for different le- reasons i liked the siege of ar558 uh just because i like dark things sometimes rather i uh, i appreciate that they're so willing to remind us one. even in season seven that 
Deep Space Nine does not fuck around. It's like, no, this is what war is. This is people getting injured. It's terror. It's anxiety and all of those things. And I thought it was re- a really well-crafted episode to highlight those themes. Um, I also really actually liked Chrysalis. Um, sort of before Julian and Ezra started having a thing, but when it was that uh, mm. Flowers for Algernon type plot where he quote unquote yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fixes Serena's brain, that's not the right way to put it, but you know makes her able to vocalize and socialize again. I, th- I, yeah. I thought that was a very nice episode, and I like the choice at the end where she, you know, stands up for herself and just leaves. I thought that was great. Yeah. And finally, nice. my, my third nomination, I guess, is uh, Chimera. And it's one of those episodes that I think I ended up enjoying it more after I went through and talked about it with you guys. And we looked at it through a queer lens, and that made it so much better mm. for me. But just that scene at the end where Odo becomes himself, in a sense, and shows Kira... Yeah is probably my favorite scene of this whole season. It was just so pretty and meaningful and well animated. Yeah, one of the best scenes of the the show, no Mm -hmm. question. I will at least say for Hollow Sweet, it gave me my my favorite line of the season, which is, death to the enemy. Yes, death to the opposition. That's great. (laughs) Death to the opposition. That is wonderful. And also, right, just well, getting to see the, the entire uh, the entire main cast in baseball uniforms is a true gift. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Who doesn't like to see Odo as an umpire? Right. right. You're out. Oh, he was the best umpire. <laughs> well, next up is the MVP of the main cast. I will start by saying that it is Kira, which I feel like is. A good mirroring because Kira was my number one of the season one. And I feel like this is Kira gets one of the more interesting arcs of the show for me. Uh, seeing her again in season one when we rewatched Emissary, it's really cool to see how much she's changed. She was just this little ball of anger and, and hatred in season one. And to watch her go from being so uh vengeful and and xenophobic and 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 distrusting and and mean-spirited to being so loving and having a relationship with odo but also being able to put her differences aside and lead the cardassian rebellion and be like the person behind the scenes who created the cardassian rebellion with even though they were the same people that destroyed her homeland and now she's helping them restore their destroyed homeland and it's an incredible mirroring and it's just to go from her being like this, what? You know, like I think her first line in Emissary is like, what do you want? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. And then she's yelling at somebody, I seem to recall. And then to see her behind the desk at the end, it's just so awesome. I was filled with like literal proudness that you would have for like a family member graduating from college or something. Like I was like so proud of her at the end of that show. I was like, oh, look how far you've come. Look at you. You're the head now. I don't think of anyone more perfect to run Deep Space Nine for what will probably be many, many decades. And I think it's a a fabulous way to end the series with her and Jake looking off and and zooming away. So uh, all props to Kira. All right. How about you? Let's see. Who do we give it to next? Peter. Uh, 
Uh, I was at a crossroads between Kira or Cisco because these two have been very much the pillars of this show. And so to see where, to see how all of their, like, 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 like you brought up Ben with Kira, um, but the, extending it to Ben too, uh, Ben, Ben as well. Um, seeing where their character developments over the, over these past seven seasons have brought them with, 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 with Cisco, with, Cis, with how, like with, with, with Kira, it's like, you know, like you said, this, this little ball of anger to, to, to once again like very much a lead, a leader of not only her people but another group another group of people and then and then to see Cisco going from being like you're the emissary and he's like no I'm not to him being like actually no I totally fully accept this and I and I, and I, and I and I am and I am ready with the exception of Marion Cassidy I am I, I am ready to take my rightful place in everything that's going on it's it, it's 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 been really cool to watch these two characters grow and and, and see and see how they have together and separately in their own ways carry the show and 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 like and and how and how they have led uh how, how they've led the crew the crew of ds9 and and, and ever and everyone who either inhabits it or ha or has or has at least passed through it pa passed through the space station so well said all right sarah who's your choice i too have to choose Kira, um, you have both really eloquently and fully stated all of my reasons why I pick her, but just, you know, the short version of, you know, she accepted Odo fully for everything that he is and could be, which is wonderful. And, you know, supported him and brought him back to his people and helped him, you know, change the course of their future. And uh, also, you know, the, the helping the Cardassians start a revolution even after they slaughtered and enslaved her people for decades. As you say, she probably has the, the best and most complete character arc of the show, in my opinion. Mm. Well, next up is the best guest star. This one's a little tougher this season because since... So much of it at the end is just a lot of recurring stars coming back in the main cast. There wasn't as many individual episodes with sort of a uh, one-off people, but there's a few. And uh, so we'll start with uh, you, Sarah. I uh, I know guest star. We've we've already talked about Chrysalis, but I Serena really was my favorite. Just one-off guest star. I um. I like that she's able to play both meek and silent and then, you know, vocal. And we watch her develop a personality as all of this is happening. And that's just, just a, I really like that episode. Aw. And the singing. Yes. The singing. Oh my gosh. Music therapy at its finest. She went from nonverbal to scene. singing a quartet in a span of five minutes. It was fantastic. Yeah, you, you you wrote it down. I went and rewatched that singing scene. It is such an interesting scene. It's <laughs> just you don't see a show take like two minutes just to kind of do. It's different than Vic Fontaine. Mm -hmm. It's a little more odd, and I like it really a lot. Oh yeah, it's, it's grown on me that scene a lot. I need to rewatch that episode at some point. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, my best guest star is Las from Chrysalis. 
played by Garmin Hetzler, who is Martok, which is already kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I just really enjoyed how intimate this episode was. Like I said, it's basically space broke back mountain and i love it <laughs> uh it is just, you can definitely read it in a queer lens but it's any kind of story about somebody grappling with their identity in some way or another um i to take that to read queer identity but you can read that as nationality or yeah, i can see you reading it like as an immigrant story or all kinds of things of of being about somebody feeling like you're lost in a in, in place and you meet somebody who's similar like that and I thought uh, Hertzer just brought so much warmth and and personality to the performance. I thought mm-hmm. it was a very subtle and very quiet performance, unlike most guest stars on Deep Space Nine, who tend to be like soap opera actors and bring that that soap opera energy often, or like guest actors who really want to shine in their one episode. Which I totally understand, but perhaps since he's on the show already, he he kind of felt more comfortable to me. And I just thought him and Odo's conversations were really wonderful, and it was just such a very nice episode to live in and i thought uh yeah just a really interesting character and as peter pointed out he's quietly the most tragic character because he's off in space somewhere dying of the changeling disease yeah doesn't know that there's a cure and i feel really bad for him (laughs) poor guy yeah one of those weird uh dangling threads that's never addressed and i i'm sad i'm sure some book retcons it but i'm still sad all right how about you uh peter uh, my favorite guest star was my my my, I, my favorite guest star, and I think the best guest star was was also Lost, played by Gar- Garmin Garmin Hertzler. Uh, it it was cool to me to see to 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 have this other changeling come come about who had a much better understanding and grasp of their abilities than than than, o, than Odo did, and and like and really challenged Odo to th- to to think to think about you know think think about his place among the Bajorans and, and how and how he and how he saw himself um and uh to to, to, to kind to kind of give it um a, give it yet another potential reading um another another potential reading it, it, it wasn't it was an episode about about code switching um like mm. like, like, mm. like Odo Odo has Odo has consistently like like, especially when Lost like challenged him on, he was like, he's like, you've never just been yourself. You've never just been a changeling because you realize that you could, because you realize how uncomfortable that would make everyone feel. Just be yourself. Like you don't have to fully change and like cha- change how you look, how you talk, how you act around these people. Like, like there, like there was that whole scene where 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 Lost was literally just missed. Like that, like that's just how he wanted to exist at that at, at at that point during that scene and it's like it, it, it was it was interesting to have some to have someone so directly challenge odo on that point and call him out and say why not this is wonderful the so readings i love a show all the readings read all into this yes well next up is the best recurring guest star this one's tough because there's a lot of recurring guest stars so again these are the people who aren't our main cast but show up over and over again your your Wayuns, your female changelings your roms your uh your damars your mod talks people like that so a lot of them had major storylines about as big as the the main cast so uh we'll start with uh myself haha uh i'm going to pick uh damar what an interesting and tragic arc damar ended up having uh, i mentioned it before and i'll probably talk about it in the 
a wrap-up, but how interesting is it that three Cardassians ended up being three of the most interesting characters on the show? Yep. Uh, our, our respective villains, who should be so one-note. I mean, the Cardassians are always somewhat interesting in TNG, but they were also just kind of a general, like, fascism, bad kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Orwellian villains, uh, uh, very easy to hate. They look like cobras. I mean, come on. That's very easy to hate. Uh, so going into the show, you would not think that the Cardassians would be so interesting. Especially Damar, as we said, who was just a, a lapdog and then eventual person who took over the uh, show. And it's sort of interesting, apparently, that was the plan all along for Damar. They planned him out for a very long time. Mm. Uh, they basically told Casey Biggs, like, look, you're going to be really annoyed with your part the first couple seasons because you don't do much. Like, you don't – but stick with it. You need to just stick with it because you're going places. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm glad that they kind of knew that ahead of time and that uh, DeMar got such an interesting arc to go from this person who's a stooge of the um, Dominion people to being basically the reason they win the war. I mean, like <laughs> him switching is one of the biggest reasons they win uh, by taking the Dominion stronghold when they can, uh, or at the very least probably keeping his people alive, as alive as they possibly could be by the end of this. Um, and to see him go out in a blaze of glory as like a true Les Mis style hero uh, was really, really uh, interesting and impactful. And he had, he had one of the more interesting arcs of the season. I was not expecting that for Damar. So uh, that's why I picked him. How about you, Sarah? Uh, totally agree with your analysis of the Cardassians. They were all great. Um, but I think I really have to go with Rom. You know, and this is, <clears throat> this is I guess... Less best recurring guest star of the the season, but more of best recurring guest star of the show. Just in that he went from literally an underpaid, if he was paid at all, bartender in his brother's bar to the Grand Nagus of Ferenginar. Right. Just the most unlikely and wonderful ascension <laughs> and um he's just he's so great and, and married I'm the hottest married hottest abo girl Lita, <laughs> hottest abo girl um and, yeah. and just every season i found a reason to be proud of him for something else our, our, you know he uh our sweet a sweet adorable flower is going to mm-hmm. lead his people into prosperity yes I know. he nice. uh, showed his chops with engineering and became an official staff member on the ship he defended his son when nog wanted to go to starfleet academy and quirk said no and rom said fuck mm. you he's going to school and and just so proud Love Rom. Love Rom so much. So proud. <laughs> oh, so much pride. <laughs> it's as as you said, you, you felt that, that pride with with Kira, kind of like a family member when you see them graduate or something. That's how I felt with Rom. This whole show is just a little buddy off to go rule a planet. So proud. <laughs> You're like you're like so you're like proud. you're like Mushu like Mushu in the, in the movie Mulan when when he when he sends her <laughs> off uh, on on the, on the first day of training. My little baby's gonna go off and destroy people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you, Peter? Uh, for me, it is Damar by far. Like 
for for all the reasons that 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 you brought up, Ben. So like, he has had quite the journey. Um, not not just not just the season, but but the but the whole show. So it was, um, like, like you you basically said what I wanted to say. So so it's it's just it was really, really cool watching really cool watching this character become such a such 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 a, such a wonderful leader for his people. Um, and 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 and, the, uh, and and how they ended up uh, with with their rebellion against the Dominion. So that so so yeah, like basically 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 we're we're all we're all proud family members of of every of each person that we've brought up, whether whether it was like, whether it was like who Akira or Cisco or Rom or Damar, we were all just really proud family members. Watch 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 watch, watch watching our like aunts and uncles just be, be badasses. <laughs> Beautifully said. Well, let's do it. Let's rate the ah. final season. Final rating. Uh, out of nine, as usual. And we'll start with you, Peter. What do you rate the season? Uh, I'm going to rate it a seven out of nine. It was a solid season. There was... It, I, it, it, it gave us a good, slightly ambiguous ending with, with, with us with us not exactly knowing um, when or how or if Ben uh, Sisko will come back from the Prophets. But you know, getting that final shot with with, with Jake, you know, a nice, a nice, nice gut punch. Um, yes, uh, yes, there were there, there was a few too many filler episodes, and yes, we got far too much focus on Esri. But I, but but especially especially because of the ten episode arc at the end, I I I, I very much enjoyed this season. So seven out of nine from me. Alrighty, how about you, sir? I give it a 6.5 out of 9 for much the same reasons. Um, I, I really enjoyed the finale and how everything was tied up together at the end. Um, but there were just too many filler episodes, way too much focus on Esri, and I am really disappointed in Julian's character regression. Mm. Back to... Mm just who he was in season one. I had been so proud of him just growing as a person and even, you know, liking his character to going back to just... I loved it when he was on screen with Miles. That was always yes. good. Any other yes. time I wanted him to go away. <laughs> and I shouldn't have to feel that way with a character who has been on literally every episode for seven seasons. It's very true. This is very true. It's not even a I love to hate him. It's I'm annoyed with you. Please leave. No, no, it's not a Kaiwin thing. It's just yeah. a, I'm you're you're bothering me. Yeah, you, you, sh- I you totally should understand. You you shouldn't have to always have 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 your have your have your house have your husband your 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 fake husband be on screen to to for, to bring to bring out the best in yourself. You should be able to do that on your own. Or maybe it's you should true. take that as a sign. That is also true. Yeah. Just be with true. your fake husband yeah. forever. <laughs> well, I am also going to give the season a 6.5 out of 9. I do think the show peaked in season 6, like I said before. Um, I think part of that is just the fact that shows tend to be more interesting right before the end, often. Some shows that end perfectly, but they're very rare, and it's very tough to do. So it's not like I was, I was kind of expecting it. 
what I wasn't expecting was the filler. <laughs> That's what bothered me. The filler and the Esri. Those are the two things that, that dragged it down more. I think I'd be more forgiving of, of the show feeling a little less thematically rich towards the end if, if the Esri and the everything. I just think the show, I think the biggest mistake the show ever made, and we'll talk about more of that later, is uh, not figuring out some way to work with Terry Farrell mm-hmm. being in the show. Mm-hmm. I get killing her made some sense, but it ultimately gave us Esri, which didn't made her death even less meaningful. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I don't really blame Nicole DeBoer. I want to make that clear. I think she's a perfectly no. good actress. I think just the character had, they had no idea how to write her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I really like the finale a lot, that 10 episode finale arc is really impressive it's really interesting to see star trek embrace that uh modern style of filmmaking and do it better than the actual modern film tv show um and to see a show like star trek actually have long-running continuity that pays off at the end is really goddamn cool yes really impressive and really interesting and actually, the more I think about it, I'm raising it to a seven out of nine. Sorry, <laughs> bam. I, I, I just, I, I, I'm starting to think and compare it to other Star Trek shows, and that is something that just does not happen before. So I, I'll give it an extra point five for just like impressively actually sticking to all these storylines and then finishing them off. Um, I do think it would have been better if it was Jazzy on the pilot ship, but I do think if it was like a 13 episode season it would have just been like 13 episode season there's like the better universe is the 13 episode season with Jadzi in it that is like my mm-hmm. 9 out of 9 episode yeah. season I think <laughs> like it's just all plot with Jadzi and it's all great um, as it stands I did like it a lot and, and that ending is very impressive but uh, some stuff bothered me but I'll still give it a 7 out of 9 yeah, you be, 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 being able to have all these storylines and and especially and especially the um and and then have all of it culminate and come together in the in the ten episode final arc at the end of this at the end of the season it's it's kind it's kind it's kind of like when you it's kind of like kind of like when you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe even if you aren't a fan of 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 either of either just the Marvel movies or super or superhero movies at all you have to you have to at least give them credit for give 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 them credit for having everything that they've been working on since 2008 actually come together 10 years later like and, and to, to to the point that even the point that even though yeah there's like plenty of plot holes that you can like look at and be like mm, that's glaring fix it it this they, they, they've still pulled it off and it's cool to see this like this show back in the 90s as just as a reminder to everyone as back in the 90s pull all of this off over the course of seven full-on seasons Back in the nineties, I was in a very fancy TV show. I need to watch the third season. Oh, just cry every episode. Yeah, that would just no, that would make us too sad. <laughs> yeah, I can't so do it. Are you kidding me? Oh, jeez, just be twenty was, minutes of us going like, oh. There's boy. one of the most recent season where I just started sobbing in the last like three minutes of the episode, and Katie didn't really know what to do. Yeah, I didn't realize that, like, apparently with BoJack Horseman is what we're talking about, so you don't know. Um, the reason that that first season is so poorly reviewed on Metacritic is that they only gave them the first six episodes of the show. Uh. And, oh. and, yeah, and uh, the end of season one made me 
there's a thing he says that made yeah. me cry yeah so hard mm-hmm. and i was like this fucking cartoon horse show what is happening yeah, <laughs> how yeah, dare you cartoon horse show Car- cartoon show where the main character is a fucking horse and there's mm-hmm. a gold retriever called Mr. Peanut Butter. How dare you? How mm-hmm. dare you be this good? Because <laughs> that was a Paddington thing where a lot of people were like, oh, the show is incredible. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're nuts. Like, you're out of your mind. No, no, no. It's, it's incredible. I'm like, you're a liar. And then you actually <laughs> sit down and watch you. it and you have your mind blown. Uh, well, let's... Uh, Let's talk about the series. Mm-hmm. What did you guys just think overall? How'd you feel kind of going in? How'd you feel two years later about this show? We'll do, uh, we'll get to a big question at the end that we'll we'll hint at, but uh, mm-hmm. just in general thoughts of the show as a show. Uh, I, I I now understand having now finished it. I now understand why. Um. Why, why my friend Steven was so excited was so, was so excited when I told him that we were doing this I understand why I, I understand why why, why why Jack was like oh yeah do this I I, I, I now know why I now know why why each per each friend that I've each friend that I have who I've told like oh no yeah we're, we're recording this show like like for Star Trek for, for Deep Space Nine the Deep Space, Deep Space Nine like like, like the, the stars all of a sudden form in their eyes like oh my god yeah like I get it I, I so get it and I'm like I'm jumping on the bandwagon this this is an amazing show it's so fucking good yes it's not even just a great Star Trek show it's just a great show it's just a really <laughs> well told series with really interesting characters the thing for me this show I, I agree one it's incredible to watch a Star Trek show that actually has continuity and built a story over a long period of time and has all these really interesting characters uh, the other thing I want to say is I've mentioned before the villains, but the other thing I want to say is it's incredible. The disparity to me, the biggest disparity between TNG and Deep Space Nine is not the long running show stuff because TNG was trying to be the wagon train to the stars. It's a very different, it's classic Star Trek. It's planet of the week. What are we doing here? What's happening here? And you know, they'd have long stories and they have characters return, but it was mostly about like the current adventure. Um, so I don't, you know, it, it's just Deep Space Nine was trying something a lot more epic and a lot more inventive. The thing to me and the thing that is really uh, puts Deep Space Nine above is the characters and particularly the female characters. That. Rewatching TNG, it is a bummer how little they give Beverly Crusher, how little they give Deanna Troy to do. It is a real bummer. There's some good episodes they have, but there's so many better Picard and Worf and Data and Riker episodes. Kira and Jadzia are two of my favorite characters in anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. Kira is one of the most incredible characters in terms of development over entire series, and Jadzia is my hero in real life. <laughs> she is a genius, a badass, sexually open, pansexual, <laughs> completely confident, awesome. She's who I want to be real life. She is amazing, and to see someone like that on screen really means a lot to me. And Rejoin is one of those episodes that I'm going to hold dear. Oh my god, that, show. Sh- oh, that episode. Period. That I will go and cry for. My tiny lesbian heart. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Jadzia, I think represents. I think represents for 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 the three of us at least. Like 
maybe not like specifics um just 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 because you know different person different different people different lives uh different um different specific situations but just who she is overall she's what she's who we all want to be yes exactly oh it's just well sarah what, what do you how do you feel overall i uh i knew i was gonna love this show going in because so many people who also love star trek have said to me you know deep space nine is the best or if not the best it's always deep space nine is really great it's never oh it's okay or never i didn't like it just always right. wonderful things <clears throat> it's um it was a lot more different um from tng than i was expecting that is a good thing i liked that they did you know long extensive plot lines i liked that characters did change and did have growth i thought that was wonderful as you as you said ben i love their treatment of all the female characters to a point season five dax was yeah. really rough or that might have been season six whenever five yeah. I, I i was looking through my notes last night and i called it the domestication of dax i hated it thought it was terrible and not only that i don't think that julian's arc was fair to him either and it brought it up already but yes. some of the characters had great arcs. Some of them started out having great arcs, and then it was it was a parabolic arc in that it went back down. <clears throat> but <clears throat> people like Kira and Rom and Ben and Jake and Miles, everyone, just great forward development, wonderful. They they changed and grew as people. And that was something that TNG doesn't allow for just by its episodic monster of the week nature. It's, you know, these these characters are as they are, and that is the end of it. The most development we had is um, Picard's PTSD from his experience as Locutus and Borg. Um, and we, we, we do call back to his inner light experiences occasionally. Um, so yes, I would, I would, of the three Star Trek shows, that I have seen, I'm okay for if we're including Discovery, which I almost don't think deserves to be classed in the same group of shows, <laughs> but that's Ouch. for another podcast. Um, yes, I would say Deep Space Nine is probably the best one. I will also, I will say, on the other hand, I do have a special place in my heart for TNG. Yeah, it will never that's... go away. I don't know if it's purely nostalgia or just how it's it's easier to like turn on the TV, go to like BBC yeah, America. Yeah. Oh, there's a next gen marathon on. I can hop in anywhere and know exactly what's going on and enjoy the episode. Deep Space Nine. I can do that now because I've watched the whole series. Right. But I can't just jump in and but, watch an episode with Katie without having to explain for 10 right. minutes where all these characters are in their lives. Right. And I've seen... BBC Discover, BBC America showing Deep Space Nine episodes, and I'm not jumped in because I don't really want to just jump back into the story right way through. I've done it before it. a couple of times on I think H and I. They'll do this thing where they'll show like a TNG episode, then a Deep Space Nine episode, then a Voyager episode. Yeah, yeah. And like that, with yeah. a TNG one, it's always fine, but then I kind of like hesitate with the other two because, especially with Voyager, because it's been longer since I've watched it. I have no idea what's happening. I don't remember who half of these people are. I have no connection because it's been forever. But Right. Yeah. Uh, to go what you said, Sarah, I guess to me the breakdown in my cheat is 
TNG is the best Star Trek show. That makes sense. Of what mm-hmm. Gene Roddenberry envisioned for Star mm-hmm. Trek. Okay, now, yeah, that makes sense. Which was this idea of a group of people who of humanity had gotten past the pettiness of their their racism and their xenophobia and their 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 nationalism become a unified race who are now out to explore the universe. It did what TOS did with less uh, cheese, <laughs> still cheese, just enough cheese. <laughs> and I think better characters overall, though I think Spock is so great, but I mean, overall, I think better characters mm-hmm. and, and just, I think better storylines and, and longer. It just got to be all around long enough that it could explore more interesting stuff. Deep Space Nine is not really what Roddenberry envisioned of Star Trek. He probably would have hated the idea of a giant war in a show but i think it's a better overall show just in terms of the way it tells a story the way mm. it creates these characters yeah, the yeah. way it builds arcs the way it has people grow and change and develop this is why i fucking love avatar the last airbender everybody changes and grows and matures by the end of that show and it's awesome yes, <laughs> yes. and uh and and then the best shows are that. The best shows are about these characters changing and morphing. That's what makes television so different from film. Film is great for telling quick stories, for telling those individual stories. But but television, there's this great uh, Dan Harmon, the, the showrunner Rick and Morty, has a great thing called the, the Story Circle. And it's about the repetitive nature of the way you tell a story on a television show. Because you have an individual arc each episode, but then you have these bigger things that change throughout the entire course of the show. And this really delves into what I love. And so Deep Space Nine is, for me, one of my ten favorite shows of all time, for sure. Like, it's up there for me now with Battlestar Galactica and Breaking Bad and The Wire and Avatar Last Airbender. Like, it's up there in terms of one of the best shows. And all right, here come the tears. And watching the show with you guys has really been important for me because it's also been, and why I might just be biased for it, because it's been part of my coming out experience has been part of a growing friendship that we're going to keep going forever and ever and uh it's a show about growth that involves my own personal growth and so it's been really incredible to experience this with you guys and i couldn't be happier that we started this and that we kept with it um and i'm glad whoever listened along uh is there anything else we want to say or is that uh is that all she wrote uh i mean i'm gonna i know i know i'm gonna go cry now I know. Aww. Everybody go cry. Everybody go just get in a good bath and put on some, put on whatever music makes you weepy. Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> I said weepy, not angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to, to, to echo what you said, Ben, it's, um, I mean, I knew who both of you were in college. Peter, I got to know you a little bit better. Right. Because you were in my year and Ben, you were a year ahead of us. Um, but, and then, you know, we all talked a little bit more when we got started with the Movie Gang podcast, our sister podcast. Dear listeners, please go listen. It's wonderful. Um, and um, I've really gotten to know you guys so well over the last two years. And now you're like two of my best friends and it's, it's great. And I love y'all. Yeah, I, I, I I love how us doing this show has 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 made us all great friends. Be us all great friends, and how and how it could be like at any point in the day, and like on on our Facebook message thread, we we could we could be talking about like 
the show itself i mean like be like okay like the show itself especially if it's like the other two have watched the show and the, and the third one the third one is like is basically live tweeting it as they watch it and, mm-hmm. and the other two are like just reacting like lol yep they got to it wait until they get to that part oh no yeah give them five minutes um or we could talk about literally anything like yeah i i, 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 lo- I love how through this show it's it, it's, it's been it's been it's been great to get to know y'all and so I'm, I'm i'm glad that dear listener you have joined us on this journey and i hope i hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have because we have we we love we love the show and we we've loved doing this yeah well i don't think of any better words to end on so that has been our episode and our show i want to thank you all so much for listening as we went on this journey it was such a pleasure that you could join us as always i want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on these last two years of this journey can't believe it our theme song is by captain meatshield you can check him out on twitter at cptn underscore meatshield our awesome artwork is by joe bowen we are part of the tuscan shed media network you can see more of our shows at tuscanshed.com just because the show is over we still ask that you like the show like subscribe rate and review it any way that you can it helps new listeners discover our show and if you ever hear someone watching deep space nine hey say hey you know there's this podcast i really like you should check it out uh it'll always be there for people to uh discover and we hope many of you do in the future and now for the last time this is the crew of geek space 9 signing off bye guys thanks for listening we'll be back